Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is The Material Podcast, episode number 381. I am your host, Florence Ion, and I'm joined here by the host, the originator of this podcast, Andy Anatko. Hello, I'm a survivor, Flo. What can I say? I'm, I'm, I'm like Liza Minnelli. I've been through it all. My God, she is surviving, though. When they wheeled her out on the Oscar stage earlier this year, yeah, like that better be in the this remembrance of 2022, like the things that happened. It's like, you know, well, well, all also- these really terrible stuff. And also Liza Minnelli gets wheeled out at the Oscars. Okay, but for, first of all, I read, I, I, I read about, I read like a few days later, uh, like so. Apparently, her, her friends, like in the uh, from a lot of different sources, like were really, really upset about like what happened to her, like during the show, and they wanted to make sure that everybody knew that. Okay, first of all, she, she was not going to be coming out in a wheelchair. She was she has like a, some knee problems and she was going to need some time to get out to the podium, which is why the arrange the arrangements were that she was going to like walk out there during the commercial break and be like standing at the podium. And then they screwed things up and they made her just basically, you know, they, they basically the only way to get her out was to drop her in her wheelchair. She's rather than say, well, no, I'm not going on. She decided to say, OK, well, I guess I'm going to go on anyway. I, I hate this. But I'm going to do this. Oh, and also the fact that she was no longer reading to like the screen she was she she was prepared to read from. She oh, didn't yeah, ha- that's she right. Didn't, she didn't have her glasses, so she couldn't read from whatever they get. They, they dropped on her at the last minute, which is why she seemed like, oh, well, she can barely walk and she can barely she's barely speak coherently. Oh, isn't it poor? Isn't it terrible to see what happened to poor Liza? What it's it's like. A, I didn't mean isn't it terrible what happened to poor Liza? I just mean that the Academy did her bad. Whoever produced that whole shindig did yeah. her wrong. Yeah. Uh, well, now that we got that out of the way, I will tell you that, uh, tell you, dear listener, that a lot of things go right last week. Um, Andy and I did cover the Google Pixel event. Uh, Andy helped fuel me up with a, what is it, an <laughs> apple cider donut? Andy helped fuel me up. Okay, that, that's a possible show no, title. No, fuel me up. Fuel. Okay, fuel I'm, me sorry. Up. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I'm not used fuel- to. I'm not used to your. your, your I'm not used to your Southern Cal. Your Northern California, like hippie. I'm hippie not from Southern patois. California. I said. <laughs> I, I said Northern, Northern California. California. <laughs> right. <laughs> Be careful. Be careful. Uh, anyway. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Um, no. The, yeah. See, my the, accent the, is terrible, but it's true. Uh, the, you know the, what? The, also, I'm English as a second language, Andy. Okay. Again. <laughs> and what and what a what a beautiful second language you you speak. That's fine. <laughs> um, um, yeah. No. Yes. So 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 what what Flo is speaking of is that like there there it was a great event. I really enjoyed it partly because it had nothing of what I hate about Apple events, and one of them being that like when you know, Apple events they're of course in Cupertino like and they. Basically, you got to haul your butt all the way out to Cupertino, which is not close to anything. I would rather, if there, are, it's civilization. You can get a hotel there, but you do not get any benefits of. Oh wow, I get it's to in see the all suburbs. the. I get I get to go out and stay out late and hit the mean streets of Cupertino. Oh wait, uh, but so so it was like I get off uh, uh, I get off the subway at Bedsty. I have like maybe a like four or five blocks to walk to get to like the venue where they had the the event, and now. New York has a, a whole bunch of it's, it's, whatever food you want. They've got good examples of it there. Uh, there is a small chain of donut places called Donut Plant. 
and I, I this is my favorite my favorite donut place because there's only there are only four of them, but they tend to place them j- just like you find Jesus when you aren't seeking him, but you need him. Uh, whenever, like when, when I'm walking back, like to to get get my train home, like at seven thirty p.m., I'm like, oh, I'm in Chelsea. Oh, look, there's a donut plant right there, and I'll get a donut for the train home. And much again, Jesus was there when I needed him in the form of, hey, look, there's a donut plant like halfway between the subway stop and where I need to be. And so I stopped in and got us both some like uh, apple pie donuts. And yeah, they were, they were, they were exactly what was needed. Like at nine 30 AM while waiting for a COVID test to come. Oh in. my God, Andy, they ship across the country. It's worthwhile. <laughs> it, is, it is worthwhile. It's I'm like, like looking at this right now and I'm like Halloween donuts for my family. That would be a nice treat from mom. Yeah. All right. We'll look into that after the podcast. Uh, <laughs> something to think of. Anyway, it was a delicious donut, folks. If you're in New York City, add it to your list of things to look at. And it was so satisfying because I was I was quite hungry. I don't even remember what it is. Oh, I brought um, some food from home that I ate on the way there in the lift ride over because I did I did take uh, I did take a car because I was staying in Manhattan. Anyway, so Andy and I met up. We got COVID tested. It was pretty thorough. We had to wait 15 minutes for the COVID testing, so they didn't rush anybody. They made us yeah. wait outside. And I actually kind of appreciated it, because once you get through that whole rigmarole, you just walk right in, and you're like, everybody here had to test to get in here. Yep. Like, And everybody here tested negative, which means the test did not like catch anyway. We're not and not, and not like oh well oh I, I I see that you I see that you downloaded a photo of a of a of a negative COVID test that you found someplace on Twitter or somewhere great come on in it was no you have had a you 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 sat your butt down and waited uh, for waited for this thing so you are uh, you have been certified as to twenty four hours before you have you tested negative for for COVID and that was like oh thank goodness did you get your testing kit. Did it ever arrive nope. at your house? Nope, never. Arrived. Okay, let me show you what came. Uh, what Flo's talking about is that there was a so they they arranged for a they they subcontracted a company to say that you you'd have to you when you got your invitation you filled out an online form they were going to mail you a COVID testing kit and so like you're supposed to take the test yourself twenty four hours before. Not just any COVID testing kit. Let me send you a link to what they Uh-oh. sent me. It I looks, just held it looks it up like a fancy camera, box. It looks like it looks like it could be um, like Dutch shortbread almost. It's a only stick at it up home your nose. PCR test. Wow. These things are 90 bucks. They shipped it to my house. Now I'm very sorry I didn't get and one. I don't know if I'm outing myself here, but I this this arrived after I got back from New York. Um, it was sitting in my room. My husband had to put it in here, so it arrived while I was on the East Coast. And I opened it and I was like, oh my God, because this has been on my sorry, Amazon wish list. because because I was like, oh, well, this is probably cheaper than me going out and buying testing kits at the end of the day. And it's also more accurate because it's a PCR test. So this is what they sent. Um, And I'm, let's see, does it expire? I think, yeah, I think the little vial inside expires. Yes, it expires. in November. So I have a couple of weeks to use wow. the vial that's inside with this kit. This is a Lucera 
the first and only FDA-authorized single-use rapid molecular test available over-the-counter. 98% accurate, results in 30 minutes, three simple steps. And is that, is that like an LED, so you actually get like a uh-huh. green light? All right. Yep. <laughs> and, you know, it's funny because I'm like at the stage right now where I still have this like, you know, this great antibody situation going on. So I'm not like, but, but then I went on TikTok last night and the epidemiologists, that word is still so hard to say, (laughs) they started showing up in my algorithm. And of course I allowed myself to go down the algorithm and get fed the information. (laughs) And now all this stuff is going through my head. So I guess thanks Google (laughs) for the COVID-19 testing kit. Um, you know what? And thank you for testing everybody. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So this this is this is good what you did. And yeah. I, I kind of hope that this keeps happening actually at some of these events because as the numbers show, we are not over it. Yeah. It's it, I mean, it's intense. Like I made this I I don't know if we talked we discussed this last week, but so Thursday, last Thursday, this the day of the Google event was also the first day of New York Comic Con. And normal right. and normally that would mean that, well, of course, I'm going to stay an extra two or three days and go to Comic-Con. And or, at, the, at the very minimum, oh, gee, I can't stay the weekend because I don't want to – I can't stay with my friend and I don't, I don't want to spend $500 on hotel rooms. But, hey, at least I'll go for the first day. But they, they had a mask. They, no vaccination was required. They had a mask requirement, which I felt like – New York Comic Con is tens of thousands of people, like 50, 60,000 people. Are they going to be interested in enforcing that? They can, they can, it's, it, they can, they can have, they can print up those beautiful signs that says, be a superhero, wear your mask. Masks must be worn at all times. And that, uh, the, my lack of faith in that, plus the fact that I had not had my, uh, my, my, my updated booster yet, I got that like just two days later. Uh, I got, I got the, I got the, I, I, I binge watched uh, vaccinations on Saturday. I got the, uh, I got that. I got the new flu vaccine. I got the first mm-hmm. uh, uh, shingles vaccine. Uh, so that that, so I said, okay, that's a bad idea. I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm not gonna even go like on Thursday. And then of course, like uh, a couple of days ago, I, I was seeing reports where all the videos people want to re- post reporting that okay, here's here is even like the person who's there at the door handing out free masks. Not only is nobody taking the free mask and nobody wearing the mask, but even the person handing out the masks is not wearing a mask. Okay, so yeah, we're we're not we're not past it. It looks like we're not gonna get past it. <sighs> Yeah, you know, the inevitability is that I'm going to have to I, I'm going to to be at conferences yeah. beginning next year, um, especially the really big one that's on my mind that's happening in Las Vegas. Yeah. The good news is that the mask brand that I like comes in hot pink. <laughs> um, and so I'm going to be buying those for like the indoor packed events. You know, I just... I'm at the point now where I figured out how to move through life exactly. with the mask and how to talk to myself out of the anxiety. At some point, the anxiety, you get over it and you're just like, whatever. I just have to talk a little louder so these people can hear me. I'll just remember how I felt for that <laughs> entire week of awfulness. Yep, yep, exactly. <laughs> um, well, let's let's spin some positive vibes over here. So what ended up happening, because we're going to talk about the Google events, you know, that's this whole podcast. Um Andy and I, we got to live out 
two out of three acts of our opera experience. <laughs> um, now, I will preface this by saying that I am very tired. <laughs> I have a two and a half year old. <laughs> I just had COVID. Um, I work. I work yes. full time. Okay? She works hard I'm very for the tired. Money, so you'd better yeah. treat Flo right. I wanted so badly to rally and stay for the entire three acts, but I absolutely, after the second act, I was just like, I really want to find out what happens. But anyway, we ended up, we went to the opera, folks. We did it. I saved my playbill. (laughs) I brought it home with me. It's going in my keepsake box. So that's how like serious we are. And um, it turns out that this was my third opera. Mm. It's my third opera. Nice. Or or, or your second and two thirds opera. Actually, actually, though, actually, actually, hey, no. That that okay. That that was a snarky thing to say. If if this were a baseball game, technically, like you 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 will have played more than five and a half full innings of the opera. So therefore, it will it would count as an official opera. So I, I'm not going to I'm you. not going to denigrate that. I I do regret. So afterwards, I was sleuthing on the singers. Um, they're they're just singers, right? Sure. That's what performers where everyone is calm. Performers, okay. Performers, you know, the, Trying to the, think of the vernacular. You, 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 don't have to, you don't have to be stuffy about it. They're, they're singers. You, you, if if you call them anything, it's like you call them by like their playing position on the field, like the sopranos, the, okay. the, the, the soprano, the the tenor, whatever. But don't but don't go by me. I I I self identify as opera riffraff. Okay. By the way, I didn't know that you could like go wow and amazing and bravo in real life. Some, some like do, I didn't some, under I didn't realize that was so, some, know, part some of are the, some are energetic. The 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 thing that that still like kind of throws me is that I've I've I am no newbie when it comes to it comes to uh, attending operas. I still am not going to applaud until I hear other people applauding. Because like I I was actually at the opera again last night, but folks, if we if we are posting a little bit late this week, it's because I was unavailable to record last night because I decided to go back to New York and make a special trip for what 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 turned out to be an incredible production. Because it, and I won't go into details because we we we're, we're we're wasting tape, but yeah, that was it was definitely definitely uh, it was definitely worth going. And there are so many times where dramatically and also what we've just seen on stage, it seemed to merit spontaneous applause, but nobody applauded. And so, but, uh, and, but on top of that, I have actually seen like a, uh, for operas that I've seen many, many times, uh, or like the, you know, the, like the, the big three, uh, like operas, like, uh, uh, like La Traviata, La Traviata is a good, is a good example. Okay. Like, the, the, it all builds up to this amazing dramatic aria at the very, very end. Okay, and and of course, I know anybody who's seen La Traviata before knows that this aria is going to go on for a bit. But there, I guess there's some people that were kind of new there, or or overly enthusiastic, or they were just thought that Dana Damra was absolutely killing it out there. So like after after every stanza, like they would people would start applauding. And realize that in this scene, Violetta is dying. Like she is, this is literally her last like five minutes. And she's basically singing about, you know, how sad it is that she lost love and blah, 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 blah. And so I actually, and Diana Damrau is international superstar. And also she's, she's been there and done that like a thousand times. So she, so imagine Violetta on, again, on the, on the bed, bed she's dying on like in character fully 
and now anticipating that, oh my God, when I get to the end of this line, they're going to applaud and like screw up the timing of everything. And so Violetta in character, but clearly with the full force and intent of Dana Domro, she actually like sort of thrusts out her hand. It's like, stop. If you're about to applaud, do not applaud. You are, you're screwing this up for everybody, for me, for the orcas, for everybody. Just don't applaud. Just let me let let there be this like four bar pause. This is not the end of the aria. There's more aria to come. But yes. So yes, even I get a little intimidated by do I applaud? Do I cheer? Do I whatever? But see, now I kind of start to understand a little more. And now that I've been there in person, because again, opera is not a thing that I know. I don't know anything about it. I'm completely blind to it. And yet somehow I have now seen two and two thirds. (laughs) Three three operas, three whole operas. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, well, Andy, thank you for uh, was, facilitating that experience. It was great. And, th- and thank a friend of mine. Uh, I've, I have uh, uh, some friends in the company. And so I have access to, I often have access to house seats. And so my friend set me up with. They were good tickets. They were like 10th <laughs> row, 8th, I think 10th row. <laughs> It was good. Uh, yeah, they were. It was. I'm very, very grateful that that, that occasionally yeah. I get to. We get. To, I'm very glad that I got to see an opera with somebody. Usually, it's just me, you know, awkwardly trying to say, "Ah, yeah, no, this is my ticket. No, I haven't. I haven't just like grabbed the seat, hoping that a ticket holder shows up late and doesn't make it to Kurt. No, no, really, I. You, no, you don't. You don't have to call. Oh, well, okay. Call call the usher over. I'll show him the ticket. That's fine. I understand. I understand. I, I am riffraff. You have to. You have to do that. Uh, but oh, but but I got it. But I got to share this this story of like I, I kind of failed something successfully. So we so we are close enough that uh, obviously this is a great opportunity for me to uh, take pictures during the during the curtain call, like with some of these new phones I got in my pocket. Now, right. you, no, you do not take out a camera or a phone or anything during the production during the show. However, after the cur- after the final curtain during the curtain calls, yes, absolutely. Go on, go on, go ahead and do that. That's perfectly fine. Uh and so I had I had my 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 Pixel Pro uh, my uh, Pixel 6 Pro personal one. I had the Pixel 7 Pro which we had just got like uh, after after the event which I'd set up in uh, in the park <laughs> like shortly thereafter. And I had the uh, the iPhone 14 Pro. And I was going to like, oh, I'll, great, I'll take pictures with the iPhone 14 Pro uh, and I'll, I'll post them to Instagram and stuff tonight. But I'll also see how well this thing works, like the telephoto lens and stuff like that. And unfortunately, in my haste, I grabbed the, the Pixel 7 Pro uh, by mistake, which means that, as I now know, we'll talk about that. We're going to talk about the, about the camera later on to, uh, in the show. But like, oh, wow, I got it was a much, much it was certainly got much, much better pictures than I would have like with the iPhone. But however, it also meant that, oh. I can't post any of this to Instagram until next Wednesday because we are under like a partial embargo that says that, yes, we can, we yeah. can, we can do quick takes. Uh, I, I, I was able to be on NPR before even going home <laughs> in the next morning and talk about and show off the pixel watch and talk briefly about it, but I could not post any pictures. So I said, Oh, right. So I can just, but part of the fun is like sharing the pictures that I just took. Okay. That's fine. What, what, what if, what if I, what if I just like erase the exit information, Andy, you 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 made you agreed to something. You didn't agree to fake it so that people wouldn't know that you broke the broke embargo. You you agreed to actually uphold the embargo. Yes, I suppose I did, didn't I? Well, the good news is that honestly, the pictures aren't that much different between the Pixel Six, and the Pixel Seven Pros. 
Oh, not the, that the, much the, different. The iPhone? <laughs> I well, we'll talk about it in the show. I no, I meant the pixels. The oh, pixel the pixels. six. Okay, right. Going to the pixel seven. Yeah, okay, right. they're not that. Well, see, much I, I was I was gonna I was gonna sh- I was gonna shoot with the iPhone. Unfortunately, I, unfortunately, I bought because I have the iPhone at, on loan until like March or something. That's definitely long enough that I could drop it and ruin it while while it's in my care. So I bought like the same. I bought my favorite kind of phone case for the, this loaner phone so that it would be taken care of. But of course, when I'm just fumbling inside my shirt pocket, I felt the the ridges of that like really grippy phone case and I took the I didn't take my personal phone out or I didn't take the other one right. Out. Oh well. Uh well this feels like a good time for us to gear up to just get into talking about the pixels. I know we were just talking about the iPhone, but let's talk about the pixels Let's we'll take a break and then when we come back, we'll talk about the new Pixel phones, the seven and the seven pro, and the Pixel Watch, which I know Andy has been wearing a little more than I have. Like I literally am still trying to f- understand this whole new <laughs> Fitbit ecosystem. Um yeah, me too. Yeah, it w- we'll see what else we have time for today. So for now, let's take a quick little break. This episode of Material is brought to you by Trade Coffee. If you love drinking coffee every morning, and who doesn't, you have to check out Trade Coffee. Trade makes it super easy to get the best coffee delivered fresh from the finest local roasters around the country. Trade Coffee is a coffee subscription service that makes it so simple for you to discover new coffees and make your best cup of coffee at home every day. There's no fancy equipment required. Trade partners with the nation's top-rated independent roasters to send you coffee that they know you'll love, and it'll be sent fresh to your home and on your preferred schedule. Plus, you get to support small local businesses. A win-win. Whether you already know what you like or are new to specialty coffee and need some help, Trade makes it easy and convenient to discover new coffees. They'll send you ground coffee or whole beans for however you make your coffee at home. I make my coffee by French press, so I have asked Trade to send my coffee in beans. And so when they get here, I get to grind them myself. I have had some pretty wonderful coffee come in from Trade. I have had a variant come in from Wisconsin, which was really good. I had a variant come in from Salem, Massachusetts. Of course, there's a cool little witch on the outside of the bag. And the coffee is just, the flavoring is very autumn-like. It really fits the cold autumn mornings. Honestly, I just find it really fun to get all of these new coffees in the mail that I get to try out. It lets me try on new flavors when my usual coffee runs out. So whether you're just getting started or a coffee aficionado looking to discover something new, Trade guarantees you'll love your first bag or they will send you a new one for free. Upgrade your coffee today with Trade Coffee and let them take the guesswork out of finding your perfect cup. Right now, Trade is offering our listeners a total of $30 off your subscription plus free shipping at drinktrade.com material. That's D-R-I-N-K-T-R-A-D-E dot com material for 30% off your subscription to the best coffees in the country. Drinktrade.com material. Our thanks to Trade Coffee for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. Well, Andy, it feels like we've had a crash course in the Pixel hardware in the last week. Like you and I, we just went to Camp Pixel. All we did was hear about the Pixel, 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 Pixel 7, Pixel 7 Pro, the Pixel Watch. Here's the Pixel design paradigm. Here's the Pixel sustainability efforts. Here's the Pixel tablet, because apparently that had to get mentioned at the Google event last week. We will talk about that. But first, let's get to the meat and potatoes of of this podcast, which is going to be the Pixel 7 smartphones. But 
first, I have to tell you, Andy, because we just got back from camp, <laughs> um, I ended up buying the phone. I ended up buying a phone. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I wrote my, I did, I wrote my 3000 words, uploaded it into the CMS, added images, and then I went to store.google.com. And I looked up to see how much they would give me for my Pixel 3. And apparently they're offering me $250. So Google is really, Mm. Google's pulling a Samsung. Dan Seifert from The Verge and I were talking about this on Twitter today um, because I was talking about how I really love the Z Fold 4. But because it's so expensive, I'm not going to even touch it. Right. Instead, what I did is I bought the $700 Pixel 7 in lemongrass or lemoncello, as I've been calling it. And um, and I'm getting a bunch of money back. So it's going to be like around $500. Actually, actually going to be around $400 because I just got Google Store credit as well. Right. So that's how much I'm looking to spend on a phone. <laughs> <laughs> and luckily for me, the Pixel 7 is... It's all like the great parts of the Pixel 7 Pro. It doesn't have the telephoto lens, that third telephoto lens, which um, maybe you might want for a couple different situations. It doesn't have like the higher RAM and the higher refresh rate, but I kind of feel like that'll probably be better for battery. Sure. So the cameras, let's talk about them. Okay. They're phenomenal. They are. <laughs> they really, really are. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I, I could. Sorry, I, I figured. See, I've, I figured, I figured that out when uh, for the for the last week, I have not left the house without three phones in my pocket. I got the Pixel Seven Pro. I got Same. the I got the iPhone fourteen Pro, and I got my regular like Pixel Six Pro. Mm-hmm. And there has not been one single time where uh, I'm just I, again, I'm just out and about enjoying my life and occasionally, hey, wow, that'd make a thing that'd make a nice a nice picture. Like so I'm not talk apart from like intentionally trying to like test test cameras, when it was completely up to me which camera to grab, that that iPhone was just like stuck in my pocket forever. There was no circumstance which in which I said, ooh, I bet the iPhone 14 Pro would do a better job with this one because quickly with that one that, that first full day in New York it it really really impressed me particularly the telephoto that telephoto is something something it's where we're used to you, you talk you, you start off with like a 5 uh, 5x zoom of uh, uh, optical zoom compared with 4x for the pixel 6 pro last year you add in now a 48 megapixel sensor it's not it's not in use to help you take 48 megapixel pictures but it's used for computational effects such as like uh, it can basically grab a subsection that amounts to like a 10x zoom and blow and basically blow that up because it has enough data on it that you can really construct a really good really good image on that and my god they, uh, they even during the presentation i thought that they had i was skeptical during the presentation because they seemed to be really sticking their neck out and trying to say that look for the we're, the, we're, the the computational photography on this model plus the 48 megapixel sensor is so good that go ahead and consider it a 10x optical zoom lens we think that it will hold up to that kind of scrutiny and mm-hmm. i'll be damned if that doesn't absolutely hold up like even when I got back, even when I got back home, I, I think most, I think most of the every single set of like demo pictures on every review has to include like a super zoom on like some skyscraper in the reviewer's like home city, 
And yeah, so I have a, I have a picture of me standing, standing on a street corner in Copley Square uh, with at the, uh, the, the, the super wide, starting with the super wide 0.5x or whatever. And you see the Prudential Tower maybe off in the distance. And then at at maximum uh, maximum super zoom yeah it is a picture of the top the the top of the of half of the prudential tower where you see the do you see it, it's the prud tower it's so it's so tight and it's a it's a crisp clear not okay i guess that's kind of acceptable i you could actually use that it's a sunny day so it's an optimal situation but yeah that would i would absolutely take that take that as a real picture and man, and 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 I I also think that it's just taking better pictures in general. I don't know whether, whether specifically because of the sensor or because of improved machine language models or both. But I am super super happy with the Pixel Seven Pro as a as a camera. It is it is a not a minor step up. It is a huge step up as far as I'm concerned. And that's, by the way, my professional suggestion is to get the Pixel 7 Pro if, A, you're upgrading because right. this very much feels, I forgot who it was that said it, but this very much feels like an S uh, version of the Pixel. So it's like improvements from the Pixel 6. We have a slightly improved design, slightly improved specs. So if your plan is just to invest in a phone that is going to be your only camera, then absolutely see if you can scrounge up the cash for the pro. And the pocket space, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and the pocket space, correct. That was also why I went with the regular 7, because I'm so tired of not being able to shut (laughs) the lid on a purse over my phone. And I'm not really, like, as much as I think this the Z Flip 4 is really cute, I'm not ready to adopt that kind of form factor. Mm. So I decided to go with the smaller... Pixel 7 for that reason. Although I know that I won't get the Zoom, but I'm also not... So I obviously, I have a special privilege because I have this hardware, regardless if I bought it or not. I have it in my hand to use and test. So if I need it, <laughs> I have Googles. Um, but in all sincerity, I after using the Pixel 7 Pro, testing it, I took my windmill photos, just... It's like where I have to actually look at how many miles away it is. I think it's like eight or nine miles. It's pretty incredible how sharp the windmills came out. Mm-hmm. But the super res zoom is actually very hard to study. Oh, great. I just got a Google Play services error. Ugh. <laughs> because I synced too many things through the watches. Sorry, everyone. I just, my wrist just buzzed and I'm just really annoyed because now I just realized that I messed something up. <sighs> Pixel boot camp, they said. <laughs> It'll be great. You get to use all the stuff first, they said. Only it's the, 19, it's the 1969 version of it where they haven't passed those rules to say that they can't beat you up and th- and, and and jeopardize your life. They, there, there are no restrictions on how badly this hardware can treat you. All right, we'll we'll get into the Pixel Watch. Okay, sorry. Back to the phones. Um, okay, so that was my professional opinion on the Pro and why I ended up with the Seven. They're both wonderful phones. I'm like, still not. I know a lot of opinions don't agree with me. I'm not super on board with the design. Okay. It it has its upsides and its downsides i do like the colorways a lot more this year than last year's phones but i just the the camera bar it's just 
Not feeling That's it? what Google's thing is. <laughs> okay. I know I, 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 I get that, but uh they that the, I I I thought it was a nice distinctive touch to begin with, both as a way of flying the flag where now yes. I, I think I I don't think that's the reason why they they made that bar arrangement. Uh, I don't think they did it so that now, like when you see somebody in a crowd scene, like holding up a pixel camera, you know, oh, wow, that's definitely a pixel camera. Wow, that's a signature thing. Um, but it does have I think it has a certain flair. I also like the fact that if you're going to have uh, like a bump out, it's nice to have it all in a horizontal bar so that if you have your yes. phone flat on the table, it won't rock at all. The I'm not I have no objections to the bump out camera cluster on the on the iPhone 14, but it does mean that when I put it face up, it's tilted kind of in a weird weird kind of angle, and it's not like I'm not like it's not like it's a it's a touch tone phone where I'm pressing I'm pressing clicky buttons on it and getting annoyed that it's rocking back and forth on me. But yeah, it's a weird thing. But the, but you know what you know what kind of struck me very very belatedly that even the fact that they decided to do this as a bar is in itself kind of a flex on how much they uh, how confident they are about their computational photography where yes. you, you 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 want to have all of those lenses and all those sensors in the in the tightest cluster possible so that when you're combining uh, data from like two or three sensors to make a, make a single image they're both coming from as close to the same spot as possible the fact that google can say you know what we're going to we can spread them out a little bit because we we've we've got this on lock. We know how to correct for that. We're confident that we're not going to compromise our image quality by doing that. So it it doesn't bother me, but I can see how it's not to everybody's taste. It is kind of radical. You know what else is radical about the Pixel is the fact that Google seems to be hinging a lot of its software smarts and AI uh tricks. Yeah. Th- that's really taking a front seat in the marketing material. Absolutely. Which is very interesting to me because we now have this new, and I mentioned this in my review as well on Gizmodo, which is that I feel like there's a new kind of fragmentation coming to the Android platform. It's It doesn't look the same as it did back in the heydays and you know, back in the days when we were all doing rooting and all that stuff. What it is now is that you get exclusivity depending on the manufacturer that you choose. So if you choose Samsung, you get a really nice fluid experience between Samsung's devices, including some extra abilities on your Galaxy Watch. If you choose a Pixel now, then you get all of Google's extra special Pixel feature drops, which comes with all these extra special AI abilities that you can do in Google Photos, you could do in the Google Assistant, you could do in, you know, all the Google-laced apps. Um, and I, I'm sure OnePlus and the other manufacturers have their own thing, exclusivity going on. Anyway, so it's just annoying. Okay. <laughs> it's annoying because, because like photo on blur, I understand that that's supposed to rely on the TPU tri- chip because the TPU chip has been tweaked in a way that its neural processing is capable of doing all that. And that is why you cannot bring that feature to a device with a Qualcomm chip because the Qualcomm chip does not have that tuning. So I understand that, but it is still a bummer, like just for the Android platform as a whole, because I never know what new assistant features are coming out that are going to be available to me and come to find out. It's usually like a pixel only feature. For instance, the quick 
the quick um, phrases that you can do now with Google Assistant. Why can I not do those? So I can't do those with the smart speakers and the displays in my house because they don't have the radar technology or any of that to sense when you are nearby. But, you know, again, this annoys me. I know. <laughs> I bought into this ecosystem. Yeah. Why do I have to buy new things to be able to do this stuff that I was really hoping I'd be able to do? Yeah, it's but it's a catch-22 for Google, isn't it? Because I think that, uh, like, with the Nexus line, uh, when they were trying to say, "Hey, look, here is the best at what we the be- here's the best at what Android can do. Here's a pure Android experience." These phones that were being marketed almost exclusively to developers, uh, and also to show device manufacturers to encourage them to make better phones. And as res- I think by pursuing that kind of a hands-off thing, there was a sort of a le- I wouldn't say necessarily a lowest common denominator sort of approach to building Android, but there was a, it it was very, very apparent that iPhones had a a distinct advantage that Apple could bake a feature into the operating system and build hardware that specifically was designed to take advantage of it or to power this feature that they had in mind. And, but when you, and when you pick up a pixel, when you realize that, oh my God, the, why is this assistant so much more responsive here? Like, why is speech to text like so instantaneous and so reliable that I don't even consider it to be like a feature, you know, like on every other phone, including the iPhone, whenever I do like speech to text, it's always like, okay, it's always with the consideration that okay, you know what? This isn't necessarily mission critical. It's not super important that the translation, that the text be accurate or fast or responsive. It would be nice to have. And for that reason, I'm going to turn it on. The Pixel is the only one that it's like, no, I expect this to work flawlessly. And as those, somebody who types 200 words per minute is actually like typing something directly for me. And none of that would be possible uh, with uh, if Google were to say, we have made, don't worry, Samsung. Don't worry, OnePlus. We have made a really borderline incompetent version of the assistant. So that really, if you've got, if your CPU is made out of tree bark held together with twigs, <laughs> it will be able to run this voice model. model okay, like no, let, let's let's flat let's 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 have some flair. Let's have some flash. Let's peacock our abilities to do some really really cool stuff. Uh, and I think that's the that's the reason why the pixel line uh, uh, a change that started with the pixel six i think and has really solidified with the pixel seven like this is a true premium flagship experience like no doubt about it where it's delivering stuff that if i'm spending nine hundred dollars a thousand dollars on a phone i want to be satisfied that i'm getting the best experience possible i'm not just getting i'm not just buying it so i get like timely os updates (laughs) yeah no but but i i I understand your point of view too no, but you are right. I It's just more of my, I'm ranting because, you know, so many companies now are talking about like sustainability efforts and all this other yeah. stuff. And I just think about all the tech around me that's aging as all this new stuff comes out. And so then as a consumer, I get a little annoyed, right? You're going to get a little crotchety about the fact that your tech is not getting updated and, you know, it's it's becoming obsolete in some senses. But but it's okay, everybody. I bought the Pixel 7. <laughs> so I won't have to worry about anything anymore. 
don't worry, don't worry. So, soon, like in a few years, Mona will be old enough that you can justify those those things. Like, oh, no, that's fine. No, see, I'm my 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 Pixel 14 is not going to just be in a drawer. I buy the Pixel 15 after a year, and now Mona gets the Pixel. Now, now Mona gets the Pixel 14. So that's you know it's honestly with saying how much they're taking for these trade ins, I feel like that's the way to go. Yeah, well, just trade in your phone every year. Yeah. Let them pay you for it. Let them deal with recycling it and True. whatever they need to do with the material. And that's that's my service journalist suggestion. $599 <laughs> for the Pixel 7 is still feels like a hell of a deal. That's like... Like I said, I am paying only like 400 after I get all this stuff settled. Yeah. So, which is not bad for a pretty lemon lime color. Um, let's talk quickly about the Pixel Watch. I don't know if we could talk quickly about this because, well, I haven't reviewed it yet. Okay. To be honest, it it's a lot of work um, to review these devices. And so obviously I wanted to spend all my brain power on the Pixel 7s before even tackling the Pixel Watch. Sure. Because the thing that's very daunting for me right now is this Fitbit situation. Yikes. I went into the Fitbit app today. I was finally configuring it. And by the way, so the reason I ended up getting that um, error message on my Galaxy Watch 4, which is my usual watch, is because I use a third-party app to sync data from Samsung Health, from Fitbit, from Google Fit to Strava to a Google Doc, all this other stuff. Um, I messed it up. (laughs) (laughs) I messed it up because I tried to set up the Pixel Watch so I could try and have like concurrent. Anyway, I'm having a really hard time managing all this data to be able to like compare and contrast it um, because we're dealing with so many different ecosystems. And if I'm not wearing my Samsung watch, I'm wearing the Pixel watch. If I'm wearing that, I'm also wearing the Apple watch because I'm trying to compare the Series 8 and kind of like what its baseline is with what the Pixel watch does. I think... The big gaping thing that's standing out to me is that the Pixel Watch is missing some sensors and some abilities that the Apple Watch has. And a temperature sensor first. I know that's like the hip new thing to have and that we're still figuring out how to use it properly. But it just feels like three. you're charging me $350 for this smartwatch and you're not even including a body temperature sensor. It's just kind of like... Come on, guys. You're, you're in rarefied air, yeah. And apparently, I didn't f- realize this until today while I was like actually reading through some of the reviews, the uh, blood oxygen sensor isn't currently, uh, it's currently dormant. Yeah. It's just sitting there doing nothing. Like, But blood oxygen, that stuff really helps if you like, if you have COVID. Right. To like see how you're doing on the inside, you know, this is all like you want those insights so you can feel how your body is doing. And Fitbit is all about this like wellness situation. Um, by the way, Fitbit Premium, they have videos, workout videos that you can do and meditations. No casting ability. There's not <laughs> even like a casting symbol. So I could just like throw it on a TV, you know, because Apple Fitness Plus is all about like work on your Apple TV or, you know, whatever. Work on your iPad. Um. It, uh, it, well, oh, and the other thing. Sorry, I just want to make one last point. Fitbit has its own apps. Yeah, oh. it has its own apps and watch faces 
and you and it uses the it's the same app for the Fitbit watch for the Pixel watch. So yeah, so you want so you have you have to have on your phone the Google Watch app as well as Fitbit. Like right. for for me the 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 point of pain of the, of the Pixel Watch is all about Fitbit. Okay? Like the 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 biggest uh, it's I had a, the biggest problem I was having with it for the first two or three days is because it kept asking me, oh, be sure to connect your Fitbit account. Like I actually did that earlier today, but I'll do it again. Like, thank you for connecting your Fitbit account. Hey, you should really connect your Fitbit account. I'm like, okay, I should really throw this into the, and uh, oh no, no, that's a freshwater lake that I'm nearby. I'll, I'll wait till like I'm near like a, a, a saltwater lake or body of water so that I really corrode you to hell because you are annoying the hell out of me. Like the, like I, they, I, I thought, I mean, I really think that Google has no business like maintaining Fitbit as anything other than we have a we will we we have the the same people working for us, the same hardware designers working for us, a lot of the same technologies that went into Fitbit working for us. However, the only time you will ever see the word Fitbit associated with anything that we're selling is when you buy an actual Fitbit fitness band from from us think we're gonna if it's a if it's a smartwatch it's gonna be called the pixel watch if it is going to be a hundred dollar 150 dollar 200 dollar fitness fitness band it will be called the fitbit but you will be connected to guess what google health or google google fit or whatever they're calling it right now uh and it's just so freaking annoying to try to figure out what part of this experience is supposed to be through the google pixel which part of this is supposed to be through fitbit I mean, it's I, I've I mean it's it's so it's so weird that the only feature that I was supposed to be able to get working that I could never get working properly on the Pixel Watch was uh, sleep tracking, and when I as you can imagine when I finally got home after the Google event, like having left the house, having been up since four a.m. two days previously, kind of oh. like you, when I finally got when I finally got to bed, I slept. Uh, like floorboards like slept underneath my bed and yet oh wow gee i wonder how much uh, i wonder how much uh, sleep i got last night and the fitbit app says oh you got one hour and 52 minutes of sleep last night because and okay well clearly that was just like i was restless for like a period and then after that before i woke up but no it it wasn't recording like the apple watch and other uh, other sleep monitors do like here is your period of sleepness and wakefulness throughout the throughout the night and wow, that's that kind of sucks for a three hundred fifty dollars watch. But then I realized that okay, well, actually, that's exactly how the my Fitbit charge for a fitness band like screws up as well. Uh, I'm I'm looking for I'm looking forward for for all these health and exercise features to be as just as accessible, just as easy, just as automatic, just as reliable as they are on an Apple Watch. And Fitbit just ain't gonna do it. It's just. They need to get rid of this thing. They absolutely need it again. Not not the hardware, but they need to get rid of this division between. Hey, you you, you there is this other thing called Fitbit that uh, that uh, that your Pixel Watch is going to be accessing through to tell you, you know, are you about to die? How is your ECG doing? All all this sort of stuff. It's it's the one clunky thing that really made this uh, into a bad experience other otherwise it's uh, uh all the positive things I'll, I'll say about the pixel watch that it it's uh, it's the certainly the best android wear wear os device i've ever i've ever enjoyed it doesn't feel like a gadget it doesn't look it's styled like a, design a, wise a, 
yeah, it, it, design wise, it, it's a, it's a well designed, fashionable sort of item like the Apple Watch is. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like a gadget watch, and the Samsung watch always felt like a gadget watch to me, uh, or other uh, Wear OS de- uh, watches that I've had, which felt they just felt like chintzy, no matter how inexpensive or expensive they were. Uh, this is premium. It's it's steel. It's uh, it's uh, beautifully, nicely rounded. The display is very, 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 very high quality. It's very, it's fast and interactive, and scrolls like butter, just like on an Apple Watch. Any mm-hmm. uh, oh, by the way, uh, anybody yeah. anybody who is making complaints about the the sickeningly thick bezels, get a life. Okay, you can't you can't see the. Okay, be- I did. I I did because Flo, first of all, life. I'm, I'm a writer. I, yeah. I I I gotta bait people. Okay, that's my okay. job on the internet. Okay. Second of all, um, I compared watch faces between the Galaxy Watch 4 and the Pixel Watch. And I will tell you that the Pixel Watch cuts off a little bit more than the Watch 4. Okay. Now, if you're a fool like me and you're paying $20 a year for this watchmaking, watch face making app, why am I doing this? Um, you know, that would bug you too. Okay. No, listen, the dome effect is very pretty. I understand why it looks It does look it like, looks a, that like, way. A, like a droplet you see, of water. You're right. On a, on a did table. you see the Verge cracked their display? No. Yeah, the Verge cracked their display. Intentionally, or did they just walk too no, close to the door? No, it was complete. It was just, it just uh, happened. Uh, bad news. Yeah, I know. I'm going to the, I'm going to the site right now. Um, yeah, kind of a bummer. <laughs> I don't know what that means by yeah. durability. Exactly. I mean, it's I, I so there, there are a lot of things I like about it. Particularly, again, it, it's the, the the thing that I overall wish it were better at is that, as although it it feels like a premium watch, it feels like all these all these things I can I can favorably compare it to the Apple Watch with, and and most of all, just the fact that scrolling through it there's no lag there's no stutter the refresh rate is really really fast the quality display is really really good it's even it's very very bright even in bright sunlight i had no problem like reading uh, reading the display but function wise it just feels like a fitness watch a fitness band it doesn't feel like it's delivering uh, premium smartwatch features it's most over the past week the only thing it's really been doing for me is delivering notifications, very, very nicely actionable notifications. But uh, it doesn't feel like when I'm wearing an Apple Watch, where uh, like if I'm if I'm out hiking, I will be I can be using like a, a hiking app that will automatically be dropping waypoints for me and be very very useful to me above and beyond being a watch. Now, I, I don't. I'm trying to evaluate for myself how much I can fault this as a failure versus just a personal disappointment uh one of the one of the good things one of the many good things about the 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 uh made by google event was that they spent a lot of time talking about the thinking that went into this stuff that here is here is our philosophy behind this here is the meat here's why here's what separates a pixel phone from another type of phone and for pixel watch they seem to be very gently messaging that no, we're not. This is not going to be another screen for you to run apps on. This is there. This is. It seemed like a very back to roots sort of thing where it is a wristwatch, just like on an analog wristwatch. You raise it to your to your consciousness to get a piece of information, i.e., what's the time of day or what date it is, and then you put it back down again after three seconds. So maybe it's not designed to be that ambitious, but for a three hundred fifty dollar device. 
that only that only gets three years worth of updates. I'm hoping that I get super, super, super advanced use out of it. Uh, and my God, what, what's up with that? Three years worth of updates for a $350 watch? That's 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 no good. <sighs> Listen, Samsung has its issues, but I'll tell you, I still do not regret buying this watch that's on my hand. So, yeah, and you have a, um, you have that super cute like pink uh, like plastic case around it. <laughs> yes, it's so cheap. But, but it's cute. Know, that was the other thing is I'm very bummed because um, here I'm gonna take a second to show you this. So when I came to New York, I actually came with a bunch of watch straps because I didn't know what I wanted to wear, <laughs> and so I just have this like little tin of watch straps, as you can see here. Uh, you see how all these colors go. and situations. Now, I can't use any of these with the Pixel Watch because the Pixel Watch has a proprietary clasping mechanism. What? Come on. It, it, you can't go to Amazon and buy a $10 watch right. strap right now. You're going to you can only buy a $50 one from the Google store. So <laughs> um, sorry, that's yeah. it's a premium watch. <laughs> well, all, all in all, like I, 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 I said last week that of. Uh, I decided not to not to apply my hundred dollar Google Store credit towards a Pixel Watch, partly because I know that I uh, I, I want to see what the Fitbit Charge Six is like when it comes out like early next year. Because and the thing is the the Pixel Watch didn't change my mind at all. It really does. I, I mean, I'm not saying that it's not going to be better than whatever the next Fitbit Charge is going to be, but I feel as though. If by February or March, I will look at the, the the Charge Six. I will look at the Pixel Watch and decide that I can save myself one hundred and seventy five dollars right here, right now, and get a device that does everything that I value about the Pixel Watch, and also has like more than a full day's battery life. It will have like five, six days of battery life. Fair, fair play, the Pixel Watch. I, it will. It gives you an honest twenty four hours plus. Meaning that if you forgot to, if you're out, if if you're stupid enough to say, "Hey, I know that I've been up since I know that I've been out for like an entire day, but I'll take the two forty a.m. train home." It will still be running when you get your Uber on the way home. Uh, but uh, other than that, it just it just feels like a super stylish three hundred fifty dollar fitness band. I wish that weren't true. Did you notice, by the way, I changed my watch band for the opera? No. <laughs> And I feel bad too because on, look, look, look. I I got I I met up with Andy just like ten minutes before curtain call, um, but it was because I was having trouble putting on my watch band. <laughs> you didn't you didn't tell me that part of it. <laughs> I was I was I yeah. was getting so frustrated. Oh my god! Like, go in there, go in there, because it has those those little screw pins that you have yeah. to push. And it's very it's very hard to do, um, and I and I kept dropping the watch, and then I kept dropping the watch band, and I was like, I need to go, I need to go yep. call an Uber, I need to go, I need to go. And I was, I, <laughs> and I was I, like, I should just wear the childish watch band. Yep. Who cares? I don't need to look like a grown up. <laughs> I, I I would not have been upset with you if you had told me that. Um, however, like it was, I I think it was closer than 10 minutes to 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 curtain i'm sorry no 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 need no need to apologize but like i i was there like literally planting myself in front of like the in front of like the front doors uh of of the met running scenarios through my head of okay as 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 her as her good friend do i myself decide that okay i will also miss the first couple acts and 
come in during intermission or I bet this happens all the time. There must be a way to like say hello to, to one of the doormen and said, hi, there's this woman in Florence Ion. She's going to be adorable and wonderful and out of breath and late. And please give her this ticket and and, and, and ho- hoping hoping that you'll get there just under the wire where, where I, was, I chickened out and like three minutes before the wire, I decided, okay, I got to get in there. So I'm glad, I'm glad things worked out. It was, but it was like, Okay. Everything worked out, folks. Everything worked. Everything, everything worked, worked out. out. Oh, um, except for, except for, and, bl- and I will leave earlier next time. Bl- but but also, like, blame the blame the Uber driver who like like dropped you off. Lincoln Center is like a complex, whereas and and so they dropped you off like at the wrong place. Technically speaking, yes, they 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 can get paid. They did did they did do what you pro- what they promised to do, which is to deliver you to to the Metropolitan Opera. I don't know if that was the actual destination, but yeah. So we had to, I'm literally right here. I could not be more here and visible. Oh, you're at the wrong. Gate. I should have okay. taken the subway. I would have gotten yep. there faster. Um, I that's, learned my lesson always, folks. That's always true. I learned my that, lesson. Yeah. Although, you know. although I will, I will, I will readily admit as, uh, as, uh, as like a, as a, as a very, very white guy, as a white male, like blend into like the background guy. I am probably much less likely to be harassed on the subway than you are. So there are reasons, there are reasons Fair. why I'm more brave about uh, being on the subway than, uh, than, than anybody else would be. So I have to, Fair. I absolutely acknowledge that. So I don't begrudge anybody doing what they feel is they have to do to be safe. Do you want to take a quick little break? And then when we get back, we'll talk about the pixel tablet. Sure. So the Pixel tablet, guess what? It wasn't there. (laughs) It was on screen. They showed us some videos of it twirling through the air. And then when we got to the Google store where they had us do our hands-ons, hand-ons, anyway, um, hands-on, whatever, uh, I asked, I said, excuse me, is there a Pixel tablet here? And they were like, no, sorry, no Pixel tablet yet. I figured I'd ask. Maybe there was a prototype or something on display but but nothing. Flo, it's you know almost just as good the pixel the pixel tablet is in our hearts and so long as we can keep it in our hearts that's almost as good as a ship date or uh, a price or a features list or a specs list yeah it, it really was pretty much a reminder that yeah remember that that remember that 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 bit during the Google I/O, IO keynote where we mentioned that we were definitely doing a Pixel tablet. We were mm-hmm. super totally serious about it. As a matter of fact, hey, could could we could we could we show you a video <laughs> and have an executive talk about it if it weren't a real thing? But yeah, it was it was kind of interesting. It was kind of interesting, and I th- I thought that it was uh, I thought that they were maybe laying some groundwork to head off like some negative storytelling because. Um, they were just like everything, just like everything, every other product they actually released on that date. They didn't start off by showing you the thing. They start off by saying, here's what the thinking behind the thing. And they were, they started off to talk about, oh, well, we did our research. We did some research about tablets and we discovered that most tablets spend their time just like on a table or like in a, in a, in a bag, because once, if you're not doing that thing with them, they're not like laptops, they're not like phones where you spend like days, like hours uh, in and out of touch with them. Like every single day, they tend to be used for the one thing you put away. So, so that, so that is their, according to their messaging, the philosophy behind why it becomes it's, it's magnetic charging stand also has these kick-ass speakers on it. And is essentially like a Google nest uh, or sorry, like a, like a nest home setup. 
so I think because I think that otherwise, if they simply like did the big reveal of here's the wonderful dramatic like video of dramatic lighting, which you see it like rotating into position, people would say, mm-hmm. "Oh, so it's just a like Nest uh, Nest uh, speaker uh, with what is uh, what do they even call it? They actually I actually wrote it down. Yeah, it's a instead of a Nest Hub Max, it's a Nest Hub Super Max. And oh wow, so you can take the screen off of this Nest Nest Hub Super Max and actually use it as a tablet. It's like, no, it's a tablet, full feature tablet, tablet just like an iPad, just like a Samsung tablet, just like a Samsung tablet. It's a real <laughs> damn tablet. However, when you put it in the charging dock, it also has a kick-ass speaker on it, and it turns into a smart display. So yes, while it's in the charging display. Yes, it does act as kind of like, I suppose, if you squint a little bit, a Nest Hub Max. But it's not a Nest Hub Max with a, with a removable screen. It's a tablet. Because I, I, I could see how you would, if you were designing a tablet that is a kick-ass tablet, you were very proud of it. People say, you, 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 don't, you don't want like, the first line of like every single review to say, hey, they, they add, Google decided to add features to the, to the Nest Hub Max by making the screen removable. It actually turns into a credible little tablet when you're not... It's not a tablet. <laughs> my children don't know my face or my voice because I spent so much time on this tablet project and now you're calling it a smart display. <laughs> Why, Lord? Why? At least that's you that's, can't that's, call that's, it a smart display. Yeah, <laughs> because it doesn't run fuchsia. Ah, that's right. <laughs> it's not that sophisticated. You're saying so. So you're already saying, oh well, geez, how can we? Uh, how serious are you, Google? If it doesn't run fuchsia? No, I really is kind of actually. Since you're doing that whole bit, I realize that it is kind of absurd that this is basically going to be marketed as a half smart home. Mm. situation i mean there's got to be some sort of smart home integration already android can act as a controller through matter i mean if the pixel can why can't the pixel tablet and samsung had similar plans to do a tablet that would was the samsung hub we were actually supposed to have it this year Mm. never never i've forgotten all about that yeah right apparently so does samsung (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, this is very very interesting what's i i don't know i don't know but i have to tell you something <laughs> how's this going to be any better than the fold 4 tell me it's not going to be okay <laughs> i am in love with the fold 4 i we are just having our little affair we're <laughs> romping around town we're secretly meeting for <laughs> i'm sorry we're taking this too far but no. I love my fold. It's not mine. It's Samsung's, but I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I want ownership over it. But it's thirteen hundred dollars. Exactly. Yeah. And th- see, and that also that also maybe that brings up like, so how much is this Pixel tablet going to be? And it is a the the Pixel tablet. They, that is the official name of it. They didn't call it the Pixel Smart Display with tablet or anything like that. But uh, is the is that magnetic dock? going to ship with it and if so what's that going to do to the price of the thing or is that going to be an accessory uh and if so why were they kind of promoting it as hey look this is why it's important for the tablet to have a function even when you're not using it so there's there's still a lot to parse about this i'm I'm still i'm still really keen to see like when you look at the differences in my mind 
between a, a Pixel phone and any other Android phone. And that's the reason there's a reason why I have I have Pixel phones. I'm not interested in getting a Samsung. Uh, that same sort of thing gets me interested in what uh, and what Google could do with a Pixel tablet as opposed to any other kind of Android tablet. Like if they if the, what they could do with Tensor, like imagine if they put like a time of flight sensor in it, like if they put a lidar in it, and they basically made it as handy as an iPad in so many things. Are they gonna, are they going to make it into a? Are they going to? Do they see the, the competition as a Fire tablet? Meaning this is going to be an, a really really cool mm. like content reading device that can also be used for productive things as well. Or do they see it as? Uh, as an iPad competitor, where this can do pr- this can do almost anything short of a notebook. It depends on how ambitious you want to be with it. Uh, and God forbid they they tried to make it into like a Windows Surface, Microsoft Surface, where oh no no no, this is going to be we it's fourteen hundred dollars because it's as productive and helpful and powerful as a two thousand dollar laptop computer without a keyboard attached. I'm like uh okay i'm i have i'm seven months away from maybe seeing this but my hand is raised because i'm saying i have a question like i call baloney already i actually like the surface laptop no 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 i, I like it, i like the surface laptop too i'm, I'm, I'm just saying like I, all, all the different ways that google could like position like the pixel tablet that mm, i'm yes, hoping I, i'm hoping that it, they, they don't charge like 700 dollars for it and try to say that it's gonna i was gonna be, say i'm a little worried we're yeah. going that way because Samsung charges that much for their Tab S line, yes. and that's yeah. you know they have good specs inside. They're not even the best specs, and they're around six seven hundred dollars. So I don't know. I hope it's around like six seven hundred. Like I could maybe do yeah. that much. I don't know, Andy. It's weird. It's it's really weird. Google's in this really weird, interesting place where i mean look at what they did this week they repositioned chromebooks as gaming laptops. and and you know what if there's a name that you want to get on board with it's google when it comes to gaming because <laughs> they absolutely they've got a plan and they know how to execute that plan that's that wasn't in our notes, folks, but I did write about this earlier this week, which is that um, the Chromebook is there's a new gaming initiative. There's three new gaming themed Chromebooks, but they're all about cloud gaming and they're all about cloud gaming with <laughs> what would have been Stadia's competition. Yeah. It's just I just it's it, so beautiful. It's so it's just you know what? It it keeps life moving along. It it really does. It doesn't really it? does. It just does. You I know, just, I, it gives you something you know. to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will. I, I will say that I if 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 uh, uh, what was it the night was it the Nexus Nine that really cool like s- small tablet they had like years the seven. ago seven the Nexus seven. seven thank you very the much the nine was the nine was made by HTC yep. and oh, it was yep, yep, horrendous yep, 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 yep you're right I knew it, it had the boot looping problems I knew it was an odd number uh, but yeah the next the Nexus Seven was there's just so much I loved about that part and part of it being, it was just the perfect size. Even the fact that it was just a little bit narrower than an iPad mini, just a little bit, but just enough to change it from, gee, I'd love to take this tablet with me, but I'm going to have to, I need a bag for it too. I bet it won't fit in this. Oh, it'll actually fit in my inside jacket pocket. Awesome. So yeah, if, if, Again, I've got I've got high hopes for what what they could do with the Nexus tablet. I'm just hoping that they don't 
I hope I'm just hoping they don't stadia the whole thing. That's all I'm saying. No, what they really need to do is adopt of whatever Samsung's doing with its fold interface, because the fold interface is it's so intuitive. I can just click and drag, click and drag. Like I just know what to do to get around it. And I'm not, you know, it's I love that about it. And I love that there are apps that are optimized for the tablet structure so that, you know, it's not constantly getting confused. So these are things that need to get worked out. And maybe so we shall see. And and maybe maybe the Pixel tablet's purpose is at least partially the same purpose as like the the Nexus five, meaning mm-hmm. that we that they've made no bones about the fact that they haven't actually they they haven't actually come out and said that we have absolutely dropped the ball regarding Android on tablets. We aggressively and penitently penitently intend to correct that over the next couple of years by making sure that. Android is a great home for tablet first apps. And maybe one of the reasons for building this Pixel tablet is to say, okay, hardware manufacturers, we are giving every single uh, feature, every single contrivance to the hardware, uh, every single advantage to the hardware to make sure that this is going to be the most awesome tablet experience for apps ever uh, for Android. This is some, this is what you should and could be making. Please do that. <sighs> Well, Andy, we're going to have to keep working on our wish list because at least we can, we, you know, we have time to wait, right? It's not until next year, 2023, could be any time. Indeed. And the great, and the great <laughs> so. thing about, the great thing about having like interest in project, like projects like this is that like, if you had the slightest inkling home of how much it cost, you could like put a no or go or no go in your head, like immediately and start like planning and anticipating and our base is saying, "Oh man, I can't imagine it being worth a thousand dollars if that's what there's if that's what they pre-announced." Whereas now it it could be a the most awesome three hundred ninety nine dollar tablet ever made. So I can say, "Oh well, maybe I would be interested in this this fantasy version of the Pixel tablet I've like got a inside Pixel my head." Pixel Tablet A. Yeah, that would be neat. Just 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 that not, would be neat. Just what whatever whatever. Uh, Whatever it they did to make Stadia suck, if they could do the opposite of that for the the, the tablet, Stadia didn't suck. It just didn't. It just wasn't very well managed, was okay. it? Right? Because it didn't oh, as that, a service. It didn't suck, right? That's fair. They just they just didn't get anybody on board, and they didn't and they didn't do. Uh, that, that's a topic for another for yeah. another week. But it's hey, if you all want a bonus episode. Andy and I, we can get on here and talk about what we think about Stadia with a paywall, which is how would we prefer to talk about Stadia. <laughs> and 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 we only have two and a half months of access to Stadia, which we could like do research on what to say about that. So get on get 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 on top of that really quickly if you if you actually want that. Yeah, and in fact, the best way to get on top of that is to go to relay.fm slash membership or relay.fm slash material, which is our landing page at our home on the web which is Relay.fm. That is our wonderful podcast network where we flourish and grow every single week with our episodes. Uh, and if you become a member of the podcast network that we are on, Relay FM, that's how you get those bonus episodes where Andy and I just talk. And I don't know, Andy, we've been talking about doing a bonus episode soon. So maybe we just need to talk about all the things that Google's killed <laughs> and why that makes us sad. Our pleasure, our optimism, our hope. Our belief that our God is a kind and loving God that nurtures us and wants us to be happy. 
Remember what it was like to have optimism. Tweet at us if you like that idea. Uh, you can tweet at us, by the way, at Material Podcast. Um, we we do see the tweets that go there. Or you can tweet me at Andy personally. Uh, <laughs> I am at Oh That Flow. Andy is at Anatko. At at Anatko. Right. Yes. Um, Andy, where would you like to uh, point people this week for your coverage on things? Ah, indeed. Go to uh, right now, Instagram or Twitter are the best places to go. Still putting together my coherent and complete thoughts about the Pixel Watch, but uh, you'll be able to see uh, and hear what I think about the Pixel phone uh, in the next couple of days. Awesome. I can't wait to see that. And as for me, you can read what I think about the Pixel 7 at gizmodo.com or by going to my URL at flowrights.tech. Or you can wait for me to publish my Pixel Watch review, which should be sometime next week. I don't know. I have so much more data to lock with this thing. (laughs) (laughs) So I have to go for walks. (laughs) Damn. 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 Well, I hope everybody has a nice week ahead. We're going to be here next week to bring you more Google News and talk more about me and Andy's escapades and what we're going to be doing in the future. So I guess until then, Andy, Andy, I hope you have a happy and safe week ahead. Here's to a future filled with more merry mix-ups. <laughs>